everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ventime with Connie. Ventime with Connie is a podcast that talks about different topics such as love, God, self-worth, career, relationship, and so on. This podcast allows me to share my thoughts and opinion about everyday life events, and I hope my listeners are inspired and can relate with these topics that I talk about. Alright, please don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Ventime with Connie, and you can also like and follow on Spotify, subscribe and rate me on Apple Podcasts, and you can send me your feedback to VentimeWithConnie at Yahoo.com. Thank you for tuning in. All right, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vent Time with Connie. This is your host, Connie. Um, welcome to episode 23. So the previous episode, episode 22, we started a conversation about the money talk and in marriage and the importance of having that conversation with your partner before you got married or during marriage. So I have this conversation with my very good friend, Bettina Brown. And before I continue with the interview, I want to clarify some things. I did state some statistics on this interview, and I want to clarify where I got the information from. The statistics that I quoted was from American Psychological Association website. So if, if you want to read more about it, just check out the website to get more information. So that's what I wanted to clarify. Thank you guys so much for coming back again to continue this journey with me. <laughs> I know I put you guys on the edge of your seat, but don't worry. There's no more time to waste. Now let's head over to the interview so we can hear all about it, so we can end this suspense. I'm just joking. All right, guys, this is the part two, the continuation of the interview that I had with Bettina Brown. Thank you. Enjoy. But um, mm-hmm. another point that I want to point out is uh, the, pre- the prenup. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about prenups and it's kind of a, it has a very negative connotation to it. And nobody really likes to talk about it. It's like basically preparing to divorce while you're married. It's right. just, it's like a very, it's a no-no, especially in a Christian. I come from a Christian uh-huh. background. You really don't want to talk about it. But actually with the statistics that we have, 40 to 50 people, percent of U.S. marriage and the divorce. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you something. A marriage is now that bed of roses and why you need to understand why are people divorced there has to be something wrong so you need to be very careful when you get into marriage just because back in the days people were able to stay in a longer marriage but things are changing now and there's something that is happening that is wrong i know we think it's between celebrities those that have a lot of money you know and it's between celebrities or public figures because they have a lot of money so they want to make sure they're Mm -hmm. protecting their money but um do you think that an average person need a prenup I, what I, looking back now, I, you know, I live in a community property state where your prenup would basically be null and void, you know, and if you come into a marriage and you divorce, you're entitled to half period, end of story. And so some states have that mentality. Now going forward, because I've been through what I've been through, I would not be opposed to that. And it's not for preparation for divorce, but I also feel you just don't know what always happens because for instance, now I have a child. And I, what if my next marriage, something happened? And it could be on my end, it could be on their end. Yeah. Well, my child is still entitled to certain things because I, and maybe entitled is a bad word, but that is my choice um, for my child. And the same with the person I marry. I don't want to take anything from, there's a life before, right? 
and I, and my hands and my future don't have anything to do with that. And your family, your kids should be provided for the way you want them to. And the thing is, even though you and I may have that agreement, we still have kids. Those kids still have other family members. Those kids may have a moment they lose their mind and go after the, and so I do feel like there's a sense of protection with that. And I don't think it's a bad idea just because, not because of the statistics, but statistically, you know, if you're two people, that's 50%, right? Right. And a lot of times as we get older, that's when we learn to accept and understand ourselves better. And when we're younger, some of us are always so younger, but some of us, we don't, we come in looking to be fulfilled from another person. And when we realize we're not being fulfilled, then we start arguing about money, about the job, about where we live in the U.S., there's always going to be something to argue about. And there's a point in time you may outgrow someone or they may outgrow you. And so I, you know, sometimes there's a whole nother podcast about, are we really meant to be with one person forever or not? But (laughs) I do think that in our world, you still have to have both eyes open and being married does not mean you shut them. They stay open. And so (laughs) You keep your eyes on your joint account. You keep your eyes on your accountability and then also what your future is. And so I don't see a prenup as a negative thing. You know, Nicole Kidman did one with, with her hubby and she's like, if you get back into drugs, you don't get this and that. And he did. So yes. he knew he knew what the consequences were beforehand. And divorce, gosh, having been through divorce, having financially had the struggles, I think we should all be divorced before we get married so we would really understand how wonderful marriage is. Yeah. And it's, it's not a bad thing. The sharing of money is not a bad thing, but it, not letting it rip your, your, your couple apart. Yeah. Uh, I must say marriage is not for the weak in mind. No. I don't know if that makes sense because even with the joint account that I'm talking about, you both have to be responsible. You can't just shut your eyes. Oh, it's my husband. I would just, he would just control everything. You know, you still need to always go back and check and make mm-hmm. sure, you know, and because that actually actually help you build trust with each other. Because mm-hmm. I know, like I told you, getting married, I have this perspective about joint account. So I met my husband. He He's okay with joint account. So we decided to join, do a joint account. But still, if he tells me he's removing money from the account, if I go back and check, it will correlate with what he says. That's, so mm-hmm. that, that will actually build tr- trust. And you need to be, you can just assume, because we human beings, we change every day, you know. Next year, you don't know what your husband would be or your wife would be. So you need, I didn't say you shouldn't trust your husband or your wife, but you still need to be, like, like you say, open your eyes. Don't shut it. Love mm-hmm. is not blind. It can be open too. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> so you can't yeah. shut everything out. But um, another point that I wanted to talk about is disclosing your depth, you know, mm-hmm. after, before or after marriage, you know, especially in the U.S., we have something they call student loans. Oh, yes. you know, credit card, <laughs> you know, debts, you know, you don't want to go into a marriage, you know, you're all focusing on the romantic side of it. You go into a marriage. Now you guys wanted to buy a house Then you find out, oh, your husband's or your wife's credit is so low. They have so many debts you have to pay. Is it what? No, this is not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. No, it's part of the things you sign up for because you're supposed to talk about it yep. before you get into it. If it's something you, one of you have, you can plan on how to actually tackle it and pay off some debt because you can go into a, if you have so much debt and buying a house, that means your monthly bill will be high, you know, and mm-hmm. that will affect you negatively. 
So don't you think it's very necessary for, let's say, a, a couple that's trying to get married for them to open up about their debts so they'll be aware about what, they, what they're getting themselves into? I think we should open up about a lot of things and we cannot open up until we learn to ask the right questions. And so I think that is all a pre-marriage thing. And you, you need to, it's not fair to the other person. It's not even fair to you. You know, I want to know you, the one with the, with the hair crazy in the morning. And when you didn't shave your legs last night, you know, I want to see the real you and not the, the makeup version because someday you let that down. And in that comes all of your history. Um, there are certain things, of course, that you don't always want to share, but I, wanted, I want you to know the things that I did well in life, where I fell on my face, how I feel I'm a good mom, where I definitely know I need some improvement, and where I spent my money, what my feelings about money were, my student, I'm one of those people. You know, I have a nice mortgage of a student loan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a mortgage on top of that. And, That's true. <laughs> um, and so, yes, I, that, that is your right to know, because when you sign up, you knew. So that if that, you know, relationship messed up or broke up or the, or there was a marriage, you went in willingly and then that's on you. There's no, no blame on the other person. And so in hindsight, what I look at with my marriage, what we never did that we should have is really made a budget together. There was always this assumption and there was this assumption on my end because I can easily pick up another shift. And then we had for our marriage, we had a son and he had a lot of medical expenses. So within four months, because of the U.S. being the way it is, I work in healthcare, but we were $8,000 in the hole for medical expenses. And if you don't pay your medical, you can't take your child to the doctor. I got one of those letters. And so that was such a financial strain that I would work 20, 21 days in a row we would try to alternate our um, shifts so that you know our son would not have to always be in daycare. We had family help, but there was such a resentment from how much money we owed, how much money should be there, and we never connected. We always looked at that problem as separate individuals and never as a couple. And I think that was one of the big parts that helped us actually disintegrate, you know, and I, and he's a great dad. I'm not going to say anything about it, but following the money was kind of the thing that was resonating. That's why I love this topic with you. It was really finally the tax return of one year where I said, this is it. We're, we're, I, I need to get out because there was no way that we should make that much money and not be able to pay the light bill. Like, it just, it just did not, things did not add up. One plus one was not making two on that one. And so it was a huge thing. There were so many other parts, but so far as the money, I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go broke for anyone. I cannot be this non-wise. And it took three years, but I'm now financially independent, not on credit card debt. I still have a student loan, but I'm there. And <laughs> yeah. So I realized it was how much I, I did not take responsibility for. So it's not just what you spend, but what you enable. And so when you go into the marriage, you have to know what their taxes are, if they have paid their taxes, are they in IRS trouble? Um, There is nothing wrong in my opinion, and I would not be insulted if the person I marry says, I want to see your tax returns. I want to see that because you know what? Hey, 
you need to know because when you marry you do legally become bound to the other person and if you want me to sign my name that i'm in charge of your health that you're in charge of my health that you can literally make the decision to pull the plug or not you you need to know and i need to feel comfortable with some things like did you buy that coffee or did you buy that coffee for someone else or did you just That's spend true. money on a on a whatever yes yeah. absolutely yeah talking about asking the right question it will bring me to my next point, which is making sure you and your partner is in the same page. You know, mm -hmm. like you said about you guys having a budget, sitting down, having a budget. You know, we all have short-term goals, long-term goals. There are some people that tend to have these huge goals or crazy goals. They know they cannot afford, you mm -hmm. know, but they will do spend all their last money on it. You know, some people are just crazy like that. But you need to sit down and talk about these things. like okay, I know you have this goal, but why don't we push it a little bit back? Let's start from somewhere so we can get up there, you know? So you won't run broke from a guy, like some guys do gambling, you know, they spend their money on things or starting up a business. Every day they are starting a business. They have a new project coming up. They have a new, so you keep on spending money on those projects that never yield anything. So you need to have this talk with your partner, knowing the kind of person they are. So you guys can come to like, a compromise or meet somewhere in the middle so you won't go broke because of somebody else someone else's uh, weakness or i don't know how to describe it but it's very necessary you have that talk that's basically what i'm talking about you need to know that you guys are in the same page so you mm -hmm. won't go broke because it's not worth it Debt is not something to play with especially in no. america they don't care if you ask the right question or not. The IRS will get you. Yes, and, they will. <laughs> and your name, both of you are, are together now. So you, you see that they get you, the other guy, they couldn't find him, they'll find you. Found so you. you need to ask those questions. <laughs> I, absolutely. And I love the way you describe it as short-term and long-term goals. I think just that a lot of us don't talk about when we're engaged yes. or while we're dating. What are your goals in life? And, and a lot of times you'll find out that they have no goals and is that going to work for you? So it is, even though it is about money, every single topic that you've brought up, these are, it all starts with having a conversation. And I think a lot of us, and even looking back on my own uh, dating experience and engaged and married that we talked, but we were not necessarily having conversations all the time That's and true. there there is a difference talking to someone and really engaging mentally and engaging emotionally um, with one another so that you know you are on the same page completely and i think in hindsight that we may have not even gotten married you know we had our child but we may have not gotten married because our goals were too far apart and, uh, and that would not necessarily be a bad thing, but it would sure have helped, you know, solve a lot of pain and a lot of problems later. And we co-parent really well now, and we could have done that without the whole financial marriage thing, but we never had a very good conversation about long and short goals and then financially have a plan, not just wishy-washy. Yes. So what we're saying in general for my listeners, communication is the key. You need to communicate to yes. you to make anything work in a marriage or in a relationship, period. You have to commun communicate. Just don't assume that the other person should know. Yes. They should read your mind. That's just, you're setting yourself up, you and that person up for failure. So um, thank you so much. This topic was really interesting and uh, I, I learned a lot from you. But um, what advice would you give a young lady 
like a young timid lady that's thinking about getting married let's say she have her things you know going she can she works she's very independent but she wants to have this talk with her partner but she's scared like what advice would you give her I think two things um one realize that no matter how scared you are now there's a lot more fear when you're in it and you can't figure out how to get out that's true and the other thing is if the person you want to marry or you're engaged or you're dating and they don't want to talk about this or they blow you off that's the biggest red flag you're going to get but if you have a person that's really wanting to maybe they're scared also but they're willing and able to slowly let down that wall and have that conversation there's potential in that relationship yes. i think the biggest thing is look at this before you get married yeah it's either you face it now or you face it later later <laughs> you're going to face it you're going to face it somehow somewhere you have to face it you can't run away from that but um, thank you so much. It was a fun topic. I had fun with you. But before I let you go, we had to play some game, you know? Okay. So, <laughs> we don't play two truths. No, one. Is it two truths and a lie? Okay. This is okay. how it goes. You tell me three things about you. And then I have to guess what's a lie and what, what, what are the truths. So okay. you, you understand how that game goes? Yes. Yes. All right. So go ahead. Okay, one thing about me is that I am an avid runner. Okay. Another thing about me is that I am writing a book. Okay. And another thing about me is that I am really into water sports. Hmm. Okay. So definitely, number one, you are a runner, right? That's what you said, right? Yes. Yeah, that one is true. Okay, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then um, you said about uh, writing a book and also what's the other sports that you say you do? Running water? Wa- water sports, you know, the, all, the, all the water stuff. Got it. So, hmm. Since listening to your podcast, you're a very inspiring person. And sometimes I feel like I'm reading a book. So you probably are writing a book. And then the last one is a lie. You're absolutely right. I hate the water. Yay! <laughs> so I was right. Okay, you were awesome. right. <laughs> I get to learn two things about you, or probably more than that, even through this conversation. But thank you so much. You have any upcoming projects or upcoming things, you know, events that um that you want to promote? Well, first of all, I want to tell you thank you so much for having me. And um, you just, you're just so organized. It was really easy um, to work with you. And I appreciate that so much. Um, so far you. as projects, I more on my podcast and I am, um, and that's what I'm using as a way for people to see if I'm their cup of tea or not. I'm going to publish a book within the next two months uh, called Yay. Be the Testament so that and everyone has a story, just like your story, Connie, can really make a difference. And that's what a testimony is, right? Um, giving your testimony. And so I do look at it. I, I, I do have a, a belief in a bigger, higher, stronger power. And there's a little bit of that in the, in the book because that shaped my story. So there's that. And so far as anything else, no, I just want everyone to realize that they have the power and the knowledge and the intuition and the smarts already you are just developing the wonderful person you already are. Yes. Thank you so much, Miss um, Bettina. Um, for my listeners out there, please head over to Apple Podcasts and go subscribe to her. It's called In the Rising Podcast. 
and please write her a review and I promise you, you would definitely enjoy it. And once she released the book, I'll be posting it to on Facebook so we, you can go grab you a copy because I know it's okay. going to be a very inspiring book too. Thank you so much, Connie. You have a beautiful day. Everyone have a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.